0: Welcome to Helpful Social Work. Social work has the power to change people's lives for the better. This podcast aims to help you learn, think and act with integrity so that
1: people who need social work get help that will transform their lives. I'm Gerry. And I'm Jo. And this is our last podcast of series five that was said about what makes a good social worker. Um, it's recorded today, the 4th of the 3rd, 21, and it will go out in March. Every month we're posting a podcast that looks at what makes a great social worker and we started in April with the overall ingredients and we've been looking at each of the domains of the professional capability framework in England. We've been looking at practice domains and the last podcast was on context and organisations and the final one this month is on professional leadership.
0: Yes, it's hard to believe we're nearly at the end of series five, isn't it? It is. Thanks to everyone again for for listening. Um, We're at kind of 90,000 downloads now. And we've had a couple of really, really nice comments that I wanted to highlight. So one was from Danielle, who's a student social worker, who um, has just said she's just finished listening to the History and the Safeguarding podcast and wants to thank us for the amazing content we're putting out there. Um, Mm. Helpful and thought-provoking and perfect for when cooking or walking the dog. So... Wow. That's, that's quite, good, good suggestions. Yeah. <laughs> and I also had a really nice um, email from Mary in Cork, University College Cork, who's a second year student um, who says she loves the podcast and is finding them useful for her reflective journal.
1: Fantastic.
0: So yeah, please do um, keep in touch and let us know how you're um, finding the podcasts, what you're using them for, and if you want to put a rating on iTunes, that obviously helps other people to find us. And you can contact us through our website ww.helpfulsocialwork dot com.
1: Well, now, so this is the final time, as we said, um, looking at that professional capabilities framework. And we always start off um, looking at what the framework itself says. And We concentrate on the um, journey of an experienced social worker, practitioners who are experienced in their work, because this is either something for us to aim for or something to support any social worker. And it usually captures what the domain is all about. So professional leadership says we should promote the profession and good social work practice. We should take responsible for professional learning and development of others, develop personal influence and be part of the collective leadership and the impact of the profession. I just love that last line there. I think that's fantastic. Mm. Um, You know, and so how do we do that? Well, we develop and show show our leadership individually and collectively through promoting social work's purpose, practices, and impact. And we achieve this through diverse activities. And they might include things like advancing practice, supervising, educating others, research, evaluation, you know, writing, using social media positively, contributing to policy, Um, And we can promote organisational contexts that are conducive to good practice and learning as well. We can work in partnership with people who use services and stakeholders in developing our leadership and aims for the profession. So that collaborative working.
0: Oh, yeah. And I think it's great that this is the final domain that we're looking at, as it does really kind of tie the others together, um, particularly this thing about showing our leadership through promoting purposes, practices and impact, um, because that's what the domains of the professional Cap- capabilities framework cover. So in a way, everything that we're doing, um, if we're role modelling as part of that, is about professional leadership. Um, and this one really just kind of brings it um, almost to a close. Um, which is why we're looking at it as the last domain. Um, And I think it's also really good that we're looking at this in World Social Work Month, just before World Social Work Day, uh, when we are thinking about what we want to celebrate and, um, and highlight from the profession. And you'd want your professional leadership to be about the best
1: bits of social work. Absolutely. Um, and there's there 's um the statements in the domain which we which we normally go through, and i wouldn 't mind just highlighting a few of them um, and For me, one of the ones that stood out was to promote and develop social works' purpose, practice, and impact within my organization with colleagues, including those of other disciplines, and more more widely where widely where appropriate and I think for me, you know being able to really explain what social work is and how it matters to other disciplines is is something that's really key. Um, it talks about helping to sustain a learning culture um, providing supervision and really developing our supervision skills the whole time, you know, supporting students in their learning and seeking and planning and undertaking ongoing professional development for ourselves and using those opportunities to learn both with, within and outside our organisation and work setting. And some of these things that are in those, um, in those statements are about the roles we have. Sometimes we can be a manager, a supervisor, an educator or a practitioner. But for me, it's mostly about how we contribute to social work. And this is something we can all do because being able to talk well with people about why social work matters is, is, is really important. It gives us an opportunity to challenge stereotypes and prejudice both about our roles and about people who might use our service And I've been thinking about this and I think that, you know, we can all pick one or two messages that we think really matter about social work and look for opportunities to promote them. And my key messages would be about social work being a human rights activity and about it being an ethic based profession that you need to that needs to look at systems as well as individual issues. And this ties in for me about the idea that um, social work is is um, a legacy field really because as a social worker you leave an indelible mark on the lives of people you interact with and so being able to think about that responsibility while undertaking your interactions as a social worker can really support you to imagine both the intended and the unintended consequences of your actions. So it becomes about treating as lightly as you can in the lives of others And I think we always go in with good intentions, but it's probably more important to consider how the people you are working with view those intentions and the impact. Yeah. And then for me, the last thing is the legacy we can leave in terms of communities, resources and our professions. So if we're given a platform or an opportunity to contribute and we have the time and the means of doing so, it's just an incredible gift because not all people are given the opportunities um, and part of what we need to be able to do is recognise the opportunity to have impact on our profession or our community as both a kind of responsibility and an honour and be willing to grab it when, it when it's in front of us. Yeah, and those opportunities to
0: talk about social work, to help people understand it and to influence how it grows, they're not confined to any particular role or certainly to any role oh. that's got leader in its job title yeah the things you can do right from when you start your social work student course and leadership i think is bandied about as a kind of buzzword for a sort of a solution to lots of problems Well, we just need some kind of great and good person who'll come in and sweep you know sweep through and sort things out and that's not social work social work's um kind of uh, description you know the way that Uh, social work is is set up the international federation is that it's a collaborative activity so we all have a little piece of the leadership and we can piece that together to make a difference and one of the things i find really helpful as a concept in leadership is the concept of transformational leadership um, which is about um, knowing yourself and knowing others and then knowing the kind of system that you're working in so that you can use yourself in relationship with others to to influence the system around you. And so that the the legacy, as you've talked about, that you leave isn't I accomplished these things, but it's I made these changes with others. And I think it really is a, a mm-hmm. collaborative change that we're looking at in social work and um, the, the profession as a whole, all of us working together, create some kind of um transformation of the societies and systems that we work within mm.
1: yeah and that and that would go back then wouldn't it to being able to explain social work well to other professionals and other agencies so that our collaboration is extended beyond our own profession as well mm. um, and so that we're bringing in you know um, the people we're working with the people and and other organizations as well as ourself and leadership, once again, as you say, it is something that's really bandied about, isn't it? And um, so I've been thinking about, well, what makes this is, you know, what makes a good leader and what makes a bad leader? This is in, you know, little. I can little, see you waving your arms. Yeah, 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 marks. yeah, because I'm trying to say, you know, <laughs> has little little <laughs> quote things around it. Um, and I've thought about it reflecting on my time over my 30-year career where I felt well led. And I kind of started thinking, OK, what were the characteristics of these people for me, they were fair minded. They were curious about me, but also about the job they did. They were really hopeful about the good they were doing and they had the skills to be able to model and do. They were courageous and they were able to admit publicly when they got things wrong. They were real thinkers, so they could take a problem apart and understand it and put solutions together that I could trust in. And more importantly than that, they were collaborative in the way they did that. So they were surrounded by people who felt able to contribute to the progress, which was so important. So that idea that you touched on, Jerry, of collaboration, um, that everyone felt like they had something to contribute that was valued, and they had therefore had responsibility for the outcome. And when I thought about, okay, well, what, what, what about when I felt poorly led? For me, the nub of that was about communication and relationship. And collaboration the failure to collaborate Um, there was a real tendency not to trust people and to isolate and to micromanage lots of statements were made that weren't helpful they were sometimes threatening and sometimes ridiculous you know sweeping things like failure is not an option everyone will be above average and people were viewed like an inadequate resource that had to kind of be bullied and heckered into submission Um, And above all, for me, their own behavior that didn't match all the slogans and the professed values of the organization, and it didn't reflect or embrace social work ethics or values at all. So I always felt that what I was being told mattered and what I was experiencing, there was a huge gap between that. Um, And so it, it kind of, I felt like all the worst things of my profession were being attended to. That, that description of good leadership really does echo the capabilities
0: here, doesn't it? And particularly that sense of role modelling. And mm. I really like the idea of, of thinking about where a leader positions themselves. Um, and ideally, it's a kind of alongside the person, isn't it, to support or um, or carry them, depending on what, what's needed at any particular time. That kind of balance of direction and support rather than somebody that you look up to who feels kind of unattainable or uh, or separate from you somehow. And I think we talk as well in social work an awful lot about co-production. Again, there's another bit of a buzzword that's kind of bandied around. But co-production, sharing power and doing things jointly, reciprocal exchange, Maybe that is what true professional leadership for social workers looks like. Um, Acknowledgement of power and that desire to bring out the potential in others. Um, Alongside that, if you really want reciprocal work, then you have to be prepared to acknowledge the the, the lack in yourself as well. Mm. So what you were talking about, about being prepared to admit mistakes, ask for help. Modelling that is also really important. I mean, I guess maybe true leadership in social work, professional leadership in social work is modelling humanity, being a good human Um, at its simplest. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
1: And I really think anyone can be a leader, actually. I don't think that you need to have a title or position, although both can help when when we think about power and the power dynamics when we're in organisations. But the people who've most nourished and built my social work practice haven't actually been in formal positions of leadership because sometimes they've been a colleague whose courage in the face of enormous difficulty has been really inspiring. So that ability to keep going, to keep pushing and keep advocating. Sometimes they've been a friend who actually hasn't backed away from calling out my attitudes and practice when it's needed challenge. And they've been willing to hold a mirror up to me and take the pain that I revealed when I actually recognized (laughs) that reflection, you know, Um, it's been people whose lives closely mirror what they profess to be their values. And they're dedicated to living the best life they can and making the most good difference with what they find in front of them. And these are the kind of people that are the leaders that I've modeled my social work life on. I, I think it's really hard to live up to social work ethics and values and actually there are many times when genuinely I panic about how far away I am indeed from where I want to be and I think, you know, this this feels like a mountain here but I think another thing a good leader does is they don't make you feel guilty, they just make you feel that doing better is possible and I'm listening to Barack Obama's latest book at the moment And for me, his own personal approach to living what he believes in is inspiring. He kind of aims high in hope and works very hard. And I know this won't be everybody's role model for leadership, and I think that's fine. But I do think it's helpful to take the time to think about people you admire and understand what it is that they are motivating you to do. And one of the things I
0: admire definitely is perseverance, because this is a work in progress for each of us as within our own professional leadership role wherever we find ourselves but it also is for social work kind of setting itself out to be a role model as a profession Mm. so there's this element of the professional leadership domain that I wanted to talk about which is about promoting the profession and good social work practice Mm. I just think it's quite important to acknowledge that the social work profession and good social work practice haven't Necessarily and aren't necessarily um, being the same thing. Uh, so there's a really interesting article that I've been reading recently from the British Journal of Social Work. Um, came out in September 2020 by um, Vasilios Yokimidis and Nikos Liniotis uh, called "Making Sense of Social Work's Troubled Past," which is about recognizing the history that social work has and the, and the present that it has um, in order to build a future where we can actually be more more close in our practice to what we aspire to be. And you know, the article is, is really, really interesting and, and talks about troubled histories, you know, the, the, the ways in which social work um, didn't live up to its values and ethics and also didn't recognise that it wasn't as yes. well because we're bound up in... Um, so many of the kind of uh, colonial and oppressive histories that there are. And, and what they propose is that um, that that we look at those histories to recognize three really important factors that still exist. So the first is that um, when social workers or social workers, a profession thinks of itself as a kind of technical kind of job mm. and politically neutral, then we can lose sight of the well-being and human rights of the people we work with. So we're not we can't be procedural. Procedure is dangerous because it loses sight of humanity. Um, The second thing is that there is a tendency in social work, as there is another in, you know, in all of us to prioritise our own reputation and self-image above the people that we're there to serve. And that's something we really need to counter. And the other is that um, social work does have strong ethics but those ethics can be quite um individual at times Mm. so they're about you individual social worker should meet this standard or meet that standard Um, and if we really embrace the code of ethics it is a collective activity as well and it's not just about um an individual's responsibility it's about our collective support to one another and it's not just about individual help to one person it's about our collective action in society so we do have some some tendencies that we need to kind of counter in order to be able to really role model as a profession. Um, and, and what they propose is that, you know, the the authors of this article, what they say is that unless we take account of that, um, and are really honest about the the history, we can't be transformative in the way that we want to be.
1: Yeah, that's so important to think about. And and for me, um, you know, social work does continue to be a profession that can be used for better or worse, and that is experienced by some people who get services as oppressive. And we, we need to, as you say, be really trying to look at what we're doing from other people's viewpoint and to really understand how it feels. And that, to me, is why holding on to social work values really matters so much. We need to be able to understand what we're asked to do from a human rights perspective and from the perspective of the people we're working with. And we need to ask ourselves, is it right? Is it fair? Is it helpful? Is it proportional? You know, and all of this will take a really big step change for social work because we're going to have to move away from identifying most strongly with our place of employment to identifying with our profession, but also identifying with the people who use our services, you know, and, and it takes a lot to be able to challenge the role and the task. I, I was really struck by by number one, number two, you know, that kind of seeing yourself as neutral, I'm just doing my job. It takes a lot to challenge your employer when that job, that task doesn't fit in with social ethics, um, social work ethics. And that means that we do need a really strong voice and strong professional recognition um, and identity to do this well. But it also means that the people who use our services need a really strong voice. So making sure that we're always empowering service users and helping them advocate um, for what it is that they need and and helping people drive Development in services that they need is is really important, isn't it? because otherwise you know our policy and our practice are so strongly affected by the social context and what is deemed as right and because we have a role to distribute resources, sometimes we can be distributing those resources um, to people who are deemed to be deserving. You know, um, so I think I think there's there is lots of fabulous, fabulous work happening all around the world in social work. And there's a really great field of research growing up around strength based person centred work. The article you just talked about. So there's a lot out there for us to be able to think about. It's about holding this stuff in mind, isn't it? And then making making some noise about it. I think one of the things that really helps us is the
0: is that this is a global profession because we are so um affected by the kind of culture and structures around us that when we look at what's um, what social work is doing in other countries or in other places uh, it can really help us to think about the potential um, and the and the ways in which we we could Act differently, or, or lead differently, or role model differently. So World Social Work Day, which is on the 16th of March, um, but it's being celebrated through the whole of March um, in the UK and in the USA and, and in various other places that are going going to town on it. Um, it's it's a chance to to learn from others um, and to celebrate good and to, to to take good practice from around the globe. And the theme this year is Ubuntu, which is um, a Zulu word, which it's quite often translated as I am because we are that kind of collective identity. It's also, um, I heard somebody talking about it the other day who was, who was saying it's a translation of it is humanity, but it is that sense of collective um, solidarity. You know, if, if you're not, if you're not okay, if you're sad, then how can I be okay? Uh, and I think again, that, that learning from, other philosophies and other cultures and other practices is a way of really helping us understand how we can enhance our work.
1: Absolutely. I was just sorry. I was just I was taken into that place thinking about Ubuntu and, um, you know, how important that is, um, because I, I've, I've, as you know, I've been doing some work around um, anti-racism. And that's, you know, that to me just completely connects that feeling as well, you know, that that. You know, I am because we are or, you know, we are connected to each other. And yeah, how can one of us be well if the rest of us aren't? And that's something that's important about COVID as well, actually. You know, it's COVID is one of those things where to heal, we will all need to be well. You know, we we need to um, attend to everybody. So yeah.
0: And I think it does also counter that individualistic tendency in our Mm. practice and in our leadership. Yeah, the idea that um we talk about in our human rights webinars, don't we, about the hierarchy of humanity. But hierarchies Mm. in within the profession are problematic as well. Um and if we think of everyone as having a contribution to make to leadership, um and, and that being absolutely in partnership and collaboration with the people that we're there to support. I think it will keep us on a much better path.
1: Yes. Um, uh, Someone once said, uh, you judge the quality of a leader by the people who follow them. And I've always kind of kept that in my mind, you know, like um, I think and I think it's, you know, it's really important to realize that, yeah, that it is not a lonely occupation, is it? It, It is definitely a collaborative occupation and it's and you might have that title, but you're only as great as the as the people who are around you. I think that that's really so one, of greatest, um, one of the greatest one of the greatest opportunities
0: and and pleasures I guess of social work is something that many of my colleagues have talked to me about when they've been supervisors or practice educators and Mm. they've had the opportunity to bring other people on or or, you know people acting as mentors when you see other social workers flourish um, that's a really wonderful thing to be part of and again you don't have to be in a particular role for that I I, I see students mentoring others um, mentoring social workers mentoring leaders you know there's you can you can um bring out the best in people from whatever place you're you happen to find yourself
1: and that's a um that's a kind of a two-way street too isn't it because i know i'm i'm incredibly privileged to do as much teaching as i do but it's a, a rare day where i don't walk away going Wow, okay. I hadn't thought about it like that. You know, that the that, that the chance you have to listen to people talking about their profession and thinking about what they do is very enriching. It's it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. So Jerry, our hundredth episode. We think like it, this is pretty much the
0: hundreds. Yeah, it's a bit hard to tell because we did a couple of random retakes and a couple of like, here's an introduction to a series. And I did a rogue Russian podcast as well. So uh, or a social web <laughs> podcast in Russian. So it's approximately our hundredth, okay. and, and it's certainly you know, pretty much the end of series five. We've got one more yeah. episode to record, which is the review of the year, which will come out um, shortly. Yeah, we're looking ahead to Series 6.
1: Which is fantastic. I mean, when, when we talk about things that are a privilege, this is a privilege, isn't it? I mean, we have been incredibly, I feel incredibly lucky to have these conversations with you, to be able to stop and and think about social work practice and why it matters. I just think that's fantastic. And the fact that people listen. Is an absolute I, bonus. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still find quite bemusing but wonderful um and i hope that i hope that you know we create a space for you to think about what social work means to you because that's that's kind of what we're aiming to do really isn't it
0: yes and we have a provisional plan for series six which Mm. is that we will be looking at the protected characteristics of the equality act Um, the equality act is some legislation that applies to certainly to england um, and that um, requires uh, particularly public authorities to uh, to challenge discrimination. Um, but it also highlights um, particular characteristics that can um, that can experience for which people can experience um, discrimination. And so we thought if we took a look at those um, characteristics and looked at some of the research and evidence around um how that, how people's lives are affected, and looked at some of the practice uh, to counter that, um, mm. and to increase inequality, uh, to increase equality and to, mm. and promote inclusion, that would be quite an interesting series, and we can ground that in um, a sort of understanding of of intersectionality, which is something that we have looked at in in a, in a previous podcast as well.
1: That could certainly bear. Um, you know, a, a lot more looking at and a lot more discussion and understanding. I think that's. I think that sounds fantastic, Jerry. It's um, something I'm really interested in, and yeah, we'll learn lots, I reckon. I think we which will. We'll, yeah, and we can also
0: we'll... model making mistakes and kind of <laughs> trying to trying to to learn and develop because this is an area of, um, yeah. Well, I definitely want to to enhance my practice.
1: Yeah. I think, I think that's one of the wonderful things about this podcast is that, you know, we're not setting ourselves up as experts. We're setting ourselves up as curious mm-hmm. um, and, and really wanting to understand what all these things are and what they mean at to, to social work. And um, I think we should leave everyone with two reflective questions. Um, and the first one is, what does leadership mean to me on my social work path? And the second one, which I'm going to do some good thinking on, what sort of profession do I want to belong to? And I love that question because it implies that there's something you can do about that. And for me, that's that's a lovely, hopeful question and a nice place to leave our 100th episode or thereabouts. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Take care, everybody. It was lovely um, talking with you and, and lovely talking with you as always, Jerry. Okay, bye. Okay, bye-bye.